Hello, hello. Happy Monday. It is a Mindset Monday. And if you enjoy these Mindset Mondays, or really, I mean, if you're enjoying any of the podcast episodes, would you let me know? You can do it. There's two ways that would really mean so much to me. One is leave a review for the podcast. If you haven't done so already, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That would just mean the world to me. It helps the podcast uh, be seen. It's, you know, it's just very helpful. I'm not coming up with great words at the moment, but you get the, you get my drift. Number two is shoot me a message, whether it's an email or a DM. Um, shoot me a message and let me know. If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you know that I, I'm kind of in a little bit of a wilderness trying to figure out exactly what the Lord has. And one way, and I've mentioned too, that I got these fleeces laying out all over the place. And one way that you can be part of that is just let me know that the Lord is working in you through this podcast, because that is the desire of my heart. So let's get started. And today we're going to talk about what are you putting above obedience? Oh, I know. Ouchie, right? You might want to just stop this and not listen to the rest of it because it might convict you like it convicted me. So if you're ready, go warm up that coffee because I think it might be a good idea to be caffeinated for this. I'll see you soon. Hey, Kingdom Builder, welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. Are you struggling to find balance between what Jesus wants for you and your big business goals? Do you find yourself up late at night, overwhelmed by the goals and growth you long for while also lacking the confidence to get there? Do you wake up with big, ambitious dreams only to feel frustrated that you're not promoting and afraid you'll fail when another team member quits and you miss that promotion again? Hey. I'm Michelle. I too was tired of being in the same place year after year. I too felt frustrated and wished to build the business of my dreams. I wanted to honor the Lord, level up, and see my team succeeding. But I kept telling myself, the products are too expensive, or no one wants to join me, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Does that sound familiar? Until I realized that all the growth and success was nothing if God wasn't my first priority. In this podcast, you'll find network marketing business tips, biblical mindset encouragement, and a little mama motivation sprinkled in from time to time, all so that you'll see the growth and success through God's eyes first. Let's partner together, grow against the grain of this world, and find that balance you've been craving. Friend, go grab your Bible, notebook, and that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave. Let's get ready to grow against the grain. Okay, so this morning I was reading in 1 Samuel 15, and I'm just going to read it to you, and then I'm going to take you through kind of this process that the Lord took me through. Uh, 1 Samuel 15, verses 22 and 23, and Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. Verse 23, for rebellion is as the sin of divination, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you from being king. Okay, what in the world does this have to do with anything? I read those verses, and I was like, oh, ouch. Okay. 
So I had this massive heaviness on my heart. So let me go back just a little bit. Like, let me paint the scene for you. So at the beginning of 1 Samuel 15, God sends the prophet Samuel to anoint Saul as king over Israel. Remember the first Saul way back in the Old Testament? So I don't know if you remember, but the Israelites went through this, um, you know, rejected God, God, we need you, reject God, God, we need you, like this over and over and over again, right? So different from us, right? Yeah, aha, uh-huh, right, laden with sarcasm there. Anyways, so through all this, the Israelites beg Samuel for a king, go to God, like we want a king to rule over us. God's like, okay, but... You know, I'm going to tell you, like, it's not going to be all like sunshine and roses. It's not going to be a walk in the park. And Samuel tells them this and they go, nope, we still want a king. So God's allowing that to happen. Isn't God good like that? He's like, okay, do you think this is what's going to be best for you? Great. I'm going to give that to you and let's just see what happens. So in verse two, Samuel reminds Saul of how the Amalekites, forgive me if I'm totally saying that wrong, but how the Amalekites had treated the Israelites as they were heading out of Egypt, like hundreds of years later or earlier. So do you remember in Exodus, the story where the Israelites, they're in the process of leaving Egypt and there's a battle. God tells Moses, if his staff is raised, then the Israelites will prevail. So, you know, his his arms are up, the Israelites are prevailing, the staff is up, his, Israelites are doing great. Then I can only imagine how tired his arms were getting. So his arms fall. What happens? The Amalekites, they start prevailing. They start taking over the, the Israelites. So Aaron and her stand on either side and prop up Moses's arms because they're like, uh, wait a second. God's telling telling you to put your staff in the air. We do not want to be overtaken by the Amalekites, right? So fast forward a few hundred years from my best research, it seems like maybe about four or five hundred years. And Samuel's like, hey, so you remember the way the Amalekites opposed the Israelites during the exodus from Egypt? And Saul's like, yeah, I mean, of course, like this has been passed down from generation to generation. Well, now it's time to, as it says in in 1 Samuel, devote to destruction. The Lord is abundantly clear. He says, do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. That seems pretty clear, right? I feel like (laughs) Samuel laid it out. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. And you, you can probably guess where this is going. Saul goes on and defeats the Amalekites. And then in verse 9 of chapter 15, this is what we hear. But Saul, right? Heartbreaking words. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and the oxen and of the fatted calves and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. All that was despised and worthless they devoted to destruction. Okay, so God is clear. Kill everything, destroy everything, devote everything to destruction. Saul goes on, does that, and he's like, yeah. Okay, so the despised and worthless things, 
we're going to devote to destruction. However, Agag, who is the king, and the best sheep, the oxen, we're going to we're we're going to keep those things. In verse 10, the word of the Lord comes to Samuel and these words. I thought, you know, but all uh, Okay, in verse 11 we hear Samuel we hear God say the Lord speak to to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king. For he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. Ouch. Ouch. Right? Samuel goes to Saul absolutely broken that Saul has disobeyed the Lord. He reminds Saul of exactly what the Lord had told him to do. Saul recounts what he's done and actually takes a play from Eve's playbook. And Saul says to Samuel, so so Samuel goes to Saul and is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Do you not remember what God said? And Saul's like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I remember. And this is what Saul says to him in verse 20. I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. So he's like, check, check, check. I did it all. I did everything. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. And then in verse 21, Allah Eve, but the people. But the people, like, let me just throw them under the bus. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction. Oh, but here's why. To sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. Now, I think it's really interesting that Saul says to the Lord, your God, not to the Lord, our God, or to the Lord, my God, but to the Lord, Samuel, to the Lord, your God, you know, so they wanted to sacrifice things, these things to the Lord, your God in Gilgal. Samuel follows up with these words in verse 22 and 23, what I said at the beginning, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the word of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. And then he goes on to say, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. I don't know about you, but I have heard these words, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. I was like, okay, I mean, I, I guess. And not really understood the context with which this was said. Samuel's like, hey, <laughs> um, that's great. Awesome. But he didn't ask you to get animals for burnt sacrifices. God told you to obey. Obeying is better than everything else. And rebellion is as the sin of divination. And presumption is as iniquity. It's as sinful as idolatry. So why in the world do I share this with you? And what does this have to do with anything? Well, I was struck by two things. There's a lot in here. And we're just going to cover these two things. One, the holiness of God. 
God does not subscribe to quote unquote gentle parenting or gentle deity. Like, here's a suggestion. Tell me what you think and we'll come back and convene later. No, God gives a command and it is to be obeyed. And when it is not obeyed, there are dire consequences. Number two, how many times do I justify a decision because I'm going to be serving the Lord or doing something good, even though it really is not on the course for what the Lord has for me? Think about that for a minute. For a minute, Samuel, in, in my, as I, I'm breaking this apart, Samuel is saying burnt sacrifices are great, obviously, like the Old Testament talks about that. It's pointing to the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Burnt sacrifices are great. He's not saying don't ever do a burnt sacrifice. He's saying you disobeyed. God did not tell you to do that. Burnt sacrifices are great. Serving at church is great. Taking on an additional responsibility, it might be great. Exercising might be great, but does the Lord delight in that more than he does obeying the voice of the Lord? Ouch, 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 ouch. Hear me out. I am not saying that you need to quit your job. You need to unroll from your team. You need to stop going to the gym. You need to stop serving at church or whatever. You filled in the blank with the burnt sacrifices. I am saying that you need to make sure that what you're saying yes to right now, whether that's your business, uh, choices that you've made, um, decisions that you're partaking in or responsibility that you've taken on, you need to make sure You need to make sure that what you're saying yes to is in line with what the Lord has called you to and wants for you. We may not have Samuel who comes to us and says, hey, Julie, God is telling you, you need to do this. And I get it. Like we want the email from the Lord, but we have the Holy Spirit who lives within us. As I am reading through the Old Testament, I am highlighting every time I see the spirit of the Lord. So here's the thing. The Holy Spirit only showed up when God appointed him at specific times to do that. And there were years, hundreds of years of dry time where the Holy Spirit did not speak, where the Lord did not speak. We have the Holy Spirit living within us. Are you having conversations on a daily, minute by minute, moment by moment basis, asking the Holy Spirit to show you what he wants you to do? I agree. Like it's it's enticing to read for Samuel and be like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Samuel came and said, Saul, here's what you need to do. And I know myself and I'm ashamed to say that I probably would have taken things into my own hands too and been like, okay, so let me just interpret this, God. Yeah, so we're going to save these things because um, they would be really good for burnt sacrifice. And clearly you did not mean to kill those things because they're they're perfect. Like they are exactly what we use for burnt sacrifice. And God's like, no, daughter, I have called you to this. Stop getting distracted. I don't know what the distractions are that are seemingly good. Maybe it's serving at church. And you're like, oh my gosh, how do I say no? I just had to say no to a ministry opportunity at church because I was like, I can't. I'm spread thin on these other things. And I'm still trying to figure out what the Lord wants me to do. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't want me stacking it full of all kinds of things that while they might be good, is taking my focus off where he wants me. 
So I share this very much from, this is exactly where the Lord has me. And I don't know about you, but these words rejected, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. I don't want to reject the word of the Lord because I don't want him to reject me. So happy Mindset Monday, friend. I pray that you take some time today to really um, look inward and, and spend some time with the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit to search you and to show you those areas where it's good. It it seems good and you're justifying things, but it's not exactly what the Lord wants you to be doing. Dear Gracious Father, I just pray that you would go before myself, go before each of these women. I know that her heart is to honor you and all that she does. And I know that it is not her desire to go in front of you and and misinterpret what you have for her. And I believe wholeheartedly that, that we go out and we say yes to these things because it seems so, it seems so good. It seems like that's a good thing. That's where you want us, Lord. But I want you to show us, show us where we're justifying choices that actually are not in line with what you want us to do. Make it so clear and evident. Thank you, Father. In your son's name, amen. Hey, before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's episode, would you pop over to iTunes to Growth Against the Grain and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of other mamas just like you, learning to align their audacious goals with what God has for them, then join us at bit.ly slash Christian Mindset Support or click on the link below. There's always room for one more. Can't wait to see you over there.